You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. All right, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I am super excited about this episode. Jim Cummings is joining me today. Uh, Jim is the voice behind Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and more importantly, to me at least, Darkwing Duck. Jim, thank you so much Hello, for Hello, and a this. good morning. Thank you, thank you. I'm a super huge fan. I've actually been there since the very beginning, ever since Dumbo Circus, and I've followed you ever since then. So this is a oh truly my an honor. <laughs> Wait, Dumbo Circus, hold on. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's that's pretty darn good. I, I, I barely remember that one myself. That was <laughs> my, my very to. first. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim. That's very cool. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Um, so tell me, what was it like growing up in Ohio? What kind of a kid were you? Yeah, well, I was a kid that used to get kicked out of class. I was obnoxious as hell, and... Uh, <laughs> Really annoying, and uh, you know, I was sitting in the back and making dolphin noises instead of uh, <laughs> studying and getting kicked out of class. And now here I am. So see, uh, it's uh, I can't recommend it, but I can't downplay it either. <laughs> and that's you exactly know? what I expected from you as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, my parents didn't, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite cartoon growing up, or favorite animation? Uh, you know, I did. I I, I remember I dug uh, Calvin and the Colonel, which mm-hmm. is an oldie, and uh, and uh, gosh, so, you know, the Flintstones were were were, were happening yeah. when I was coming up, and Beanie and Cecil, and I liked Howdy Doody too. I mean, he was a marionette, but he was pretty darn cool. And and then uh, you know, it's funny because I just picked up a cartoon classic collection, and one of them was a uh, uh, Colonel Gleep. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one that it's very uh, gosh it's I can't imagine it being very well known in general public, <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And I just was watching it last week, and I thought, God, this is awful. <laughs> you know, it's the cheapest, lousiest animation in the world. But at the time, you know, it looked like it was done on an etch a sketch oh, wow. <laughs> or with flashcards. You know, and so uh, we're so spoiled at this point. But it, when I was a kid, it was great. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's always yeah. fun to relive those childhood memories. Right? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, it really is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you now. You know, all the voice actors I've talked to in the past, they have pretty much sounded like at least one character that they have done. I can't. Oh. I, I can't point out your voice anywhere. Any, 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 oh. Who, yeah. Who is, right. Yeah, I know. Who's probably the That's closest? A, do you think to your voice? Oh wow. Um, I don't. I. <laughs> maybe the Savage Dragon. Um, okay. Uh, but that you know he wasn't around for very long. No. But uh, we did him, and he kind of went away. Yeah, because the Savage Dragon was just sort of me with a little intensity. And uh, but yeah, I know I get that a lot actually. And they're going, you know, people say, well, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And I say, well, I do the voices of this one. Which one? This one? This one? This one? They go, uh huh. <laughs> you know, I really do. <laughs> then next thing you know, I have to do Winnie the Pooh. Or else I have to do Tigger and Dandy. Believe me. <laughs> But otherwise, they don't. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, but uh, like I said, it's the stuff he's getting kicked out of class. It helps to be <laughs> schizophrenic, and we are. <laughs> <laughs> you 
All right, yeah, I was looking through your I was looking through your bio, and you you've lived quite an inter- interesting life. You know, moving to New Orleans, uh, designing Mardi Gras floats, being a singer, oh, yeah. door to door salesman, uh, riverboat uh, deckhand. Deckhand, oh yeah, yeah. Was a voiceover yeah. actor always in there somewhere, or did, did that spark later in life? Well, I always knew when I was a kid. I, I remember I would watch the uh, Paul Winchell, Jerry Mahoney show, and uh, I remember uh, just barely, barely when I was. One of my earliest, earliest memories was uh, seeing, um, I guess, Jack Benny had a show, and, and uh, Mel Blanc was a uh, a guest on there. And I remember my dad saying, you see this guy right here? And he, w- he was playing uh, C, Fly, uh, and, and he was pretending to be a Mexican, mm-hmm. and, and he had a big sombrero on, and it was, you know, and he had a serape on, and, and Jack Benny was saying, uh, so uh, tell me, what is your name? Fly. He says, do you say anything else other than sigh? See. You know, and, and he had this ridiculous thing in where all he, he had single-syllable answers, and my dad goes, you see this guy right there? That's Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. And I thought, wow. wow. And now he's standing there, and then I could hear. It's funny because, like you said, uh, you can usually hear something in the voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, Mel, when Mel talked like that, I mean the regular voice, you could hear little bugs in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, yeah, that is him. And I thought, gosh, he's, you know, he, he's doing stuff that I get in trouble for, you know, and, and Paul Winchell, same way. And uh, so the the voiceover guy, I always knew, I thought, gosh, these guys are having the best time in the world. I want to do what they do. And I, I always knew, I mean, I always knew that I, I wanted to do voiceover and, and or, or a, a singer. I, I'd always, it would be something in the arts. I knew there would be no time cards or uh or um, you know letters after my name. The two opposite extremes would be <laughs> would not be there. Uh, you know because uh, it's just one of those things. I know how to either be an actor, musician, singer, or a painter, and I, I've done all those things, uh, but not a dancer. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm not uh, not that artistic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see that. Oh come on! <laughs> so, I, so I got all so I got all that uh, out of my way. You know I. You know the 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 singer, the the drummer, the you know musician, and I used to paint. I actually I painted a lot of murals on different restaurants and everything, and it oh, was wow. just uh, you know it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then I moved to California, and and I always did. Like I said, I always you know wanted to be a professional actor, and uh, you know do, being a, a voiceover actor is you're an actor, believe me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, you know nobody's uh, gonna pay you, pay you to sound like you're reading the phone book. You got to <laughs> put some got to put some juice in there. But uh, I guess I had sort of a bucket list, so, and voice actor was on it, so gotta gotta make a new list. Well, thank God it was, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they incredible career. <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right, Beats so, heavy lifting. <laughs> All right, so Dumbo Circus, how did you get involved oh, with yeah. that? Gosh, that yeah, Dumbo, that was uh, my first uh, my first one. Uh, I. Uh, at the time, you know, I just just made a, a demo tape. It was a, a summer of, of uh, 1984, and um, I was managing video store in Anaheim Hills. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law had a, a little mini chain throughout California, and I, I was managing one of the stores. And one of our uh, customers back then was Sal Romeo, and he had uh, produced a couple low-budget uh, uh, horror films. And uh, I thought, oh gosh, well he's in show business. I'll I'll give him my uh, because everybody in show business knows everybody else in show business, and <laughs> and uh, so I gave him my demo tape, and he says, "Oh well, you know, you don't stink. I'll hold on to it and give it to somebody if I, 
you know, another looking, and he actually did, and it was uh, Don Bluth, the fellow behind Secret of Nan, nice, and yeah. Last Unicorn, great, uh, great animator, and American Talent. And uh, one of his, I guess he listened to it and had this guy call back, and he says, well, we're not doing anything right now, and uh, but you don't stink, so I'll tell you what, we'll hold on to your tape, and if somebody's hiring, they're, you know, casting for this or that, we'll let them know. Which sounded like, you know, don't call me, and I won't call you yeah. either. And But sure enough, uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, Frank Brandt and uh, Caroline Hay, these lovely people who gave me my first job, called me up and said, uh, hey, kid, uh, hey, you don't stink, because uh, I got this tape here, and uh, why don't I, uh, you want to come up here and audition, because we're getting ready to do this show for the Disney Channel. And Disney Channel just just uh, started up. They were, they were, uh, they needed programming. And, uh, so I went up on my day off and, uh, auditioned for, let's see, I auditioned for QT, the orangutan, as well as, uh, Lionel, uh, Dumbo's, uh, right-hand man, and I got the job. And so I, I went from working full-time in, like, 60 hours a week in, in the video store to working very, very part-time, eight hours a week, uh, wow. doing two shows for Dumbo's Circus, and I was making about 200 bucks more <laughs> working eight hours than a, a week than I was working 60. So I said, you know, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even have to do the math. Did you ever end up say, working Did you ever end up working with Don yeah. Bluth ever in your career? Uh, I, I met him for... Ten seconds once. Wow! At the the troll of Central Park, and uh, and you know, and of course, I, I was very grateful to him and told him so. And uh, and he said, uh, "Who are you again?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it, it worked out because I get yeah. to hang out and talk with you now. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> best part of your career, right there. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Katie Lee was the voice of Dumbo. You worked with her, of course, yeah. in Darkwing Duck. Did you guys get to know each other well in Dumbo? Oh yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, she's a great gal. You know, um, she uh, she she was. In fact, I think uh, that was Katie. I think told me to go over to the Voicecaster, uh, which is one of the places there because I didn't know anything. I yeah. I showed up. I didn't have an agent. All I had was a tape, and everybody else had an agent, yeah, and wow. they're talking about this and that, and I'm going. So, in other words, uh, you had an agent that got you this, and it's like, you know, the most naive Nimrod in the world. <laughs> You know, and they go, yeah, yeah, you have to get an agent. And they go, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, what do you mean you don't have an agent? I go, I don't have an agent. I was, I was kind of like a, a, a mutant who just walked off the street. <laughs> I said, I've been doing these weird voices uh, in my head for years. I didn't know <laughs> what agent for what, you know. It, it, but uh, anyway, I got one, and uh, here I am. So it's it's truly amazing that you can just without an agent, without doing any other previous voiceover work, you just jump into a Disney production. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it. I was very fortunate. I, um, it was kind of crazy because I, I went to uh, at this audition facility, and it was the voice caster still going, uh, different location. But um, uh, they, she said, "Well, you." I, it was, I think it was Katie too. She said, "Well, you should go to the voice caster and give them a tape." And I went there, and they, they said, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's nice. Who's your agent?" And I go, "I don't have one." They go, oh, "Okay. Well, here, read this." And I read it, and it was a Mattel copy. It was for a toy fair, uh, the haunted house, and it was something like uh, 
they were going to sell uh, some kind of a haunted house. Or I, I forget the, the product a long time ago, but it was something like, uh, step into Mattel's haunted house, you'll never return, or something like that. And, and so uh, I went and I did the audition, and they called me back and said, uh, well, you got the job. And I go, wow, you're kidding. I, I auditioned for this show Dumbo Circus the other day, and I got the job. Now I auditioned for this Mattel Toy Fair thing, and I got the job. And I said, well, when do we, when do we go and record it? And she said, for Disick. She said, oh, well, don't worry, they're using the audition. I said, what? <laughs> they're using the audition for the job? Yeah. So give me your address, because we're gonna have, we have a check that we have to mail you. And I'm going, you have got to be kidding. <laughs> I thought I died and went to heaven. Well, that's only happened in the ensuing almost 30 years. That's <laughs> happened like four times total. <laughs> I thought it was the way it worked. Uh-huh. You know, nice. you audition for the first thing, get it. Audition for the second thing, not only do you get it, they're using the audition. I thought, I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> and, of course, it never happened. It was like, <laughs> you know, it started off that way and boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Reality sunk in right away. <laughs> oh, but, it, but it makes for a pretty good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so not too long after Dumbo Circus, uh, you were part of one of my favorite cartoons still. It's still an amazing cartoon. Um, you were in the first few episodes of DuckTales. As oh, yes. El Capitan. Yes. Probably. I, I told them I would do it, but only if they named a theater after my character. <laughs> Which they did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, Total coincidence, but I'll, uh, I'll put that rumor out there and hopefully there people will go with it. <laughs> Somebody put it on Wikipedia somewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, your your voice yeah. in that character in in the first you know pilot episodes really yes, introduced was, the, the the series. It was amazing. Yeah, that that was a great show, Duck, Ducktales. Yeah, I, I remember it well. I got to the first first met Rusey and Rusey Taylor and all all sorts of the, the the Disney legends that are out there now. Alan Young, of oh, course, yeah. amazing. You know, the, the, all the good guys. Ooh, I was so honored. You know, yeah, I still am. But it was, uh, you know, from DuckTales, we, gosh, DuckTales to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I think, to Tailspin, Darkwing, uh, Bonkers, Aladdin. I, uh, just been very, very, very fortunate oh, yeah. in that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not just luck either, you know, he's got amazing well, talent, so. Well, I try, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, you also took a little bit of time away from television, and you did an amazing movie, uh, Who, Who Famed Roger Rabbit? Oh, right. Yeah. I, oh, I was amazing in that. I had lines galore, <laughs> like four. But no, they stick I, uh, out, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. I I, uh, I was originally a couple of the weasels, and uh, and we, we did a few of those scenes, and then they didn't even make it into the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I felt really bad for Bob Hoskins. He was wearing this uh, gigantic... Uh, tune inspired uh, they, they didn't have any, any rope to tie him up with so they, they duct taped him about six inches step, thick with this duct tape suit, suit and he had to walk around wearing it of course it was just all a suit it wasn't actually you know but it looked great and uh, the poor guy he, he was had to I think he must have been wearing that thing for like four hours straight wow. couldn't move his arms couldn't do anything and then they cut the entire scene and I was just off camera yelling at him and he was yelling <laughs> at me where I was supposed to be and I was wearing black velvet so I wouldn't be reflecting light into the scene and this and that. And then, boom, they cut it. But I uh, still am, I think I'm ra- bullet number two or yeah. three. Yep. There's the Andy Devine bullet, uh, a Walter Brennan bullet, and a uh, Pat Buttram bullet, which were all 
good old famous uh, Western sidekicks, and they were the bullets in Yosemite Sam's gun. And uh, I played Andy Devine, and Jim Gallant was uh, Walter Brennan, and Pat Buttram played Pat Buttram. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. You know, working with him was amazing. Mr. You know, Mr. Haney from uh, from uh, from from Green Acres, and of course all the Gene Autry movies. And he said, I remember he said to me, he said, "Can you tell me what?" Give me six good men and a buckboard means, and I'll meet you in town. And I said, uh, no. He goes, well, I don't know either, but I must have said that in 25 movies. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Nice. Uh, you know, just he's total character. Uh-huh. It's just a complete blast <laughs> to meet all these amazing people. Yeah, I'm sure the recording, like I said, you were actually there, you know, and... It, off camera, oh, yeah. speaking to the actor, so that's totally different from recording for television. Oh yes, yeah, that's for sure. You know, in in yeah. a weird, odd way, you've actually kind of worked with two of my cartoon crushes I had when I was a kid. You worked with uh, yeah. Jessica Rabbit and Ariel. Oh, yeah. And Ariel, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt. Yes, well, she wasn't a bad girl; she was just drawn that way. <laughs> but uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah, I think they were everybody's. Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, I never never met Kathleen Turner, but uh, Jody's a, is a peach. Oh, I'm, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Good girl. Let's let's talk a little bit about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, Fat Cat and Professional Nimnal were your your two there, and later you became Monterey Jack when uh, Peter Cullen no longer uh, did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a weird little transition. There. Yeah, I I'm sure about that, but. Uh, it was it was odd, but yeah, Fat Cat was fun. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, and, uh, Nimno, I mean, he had the he had the right name. <laughs> the uh, Professor Nimno, Fat Cat was designed to look like Zero Mostel, uh-huh. the producers, and uh, Professor Nimno was uh, the late great Bruce Talkington. It was a pretty darn good caricature of him too. Oh wow! Yeah, a few. Uh, he was a great writer, animator. Uh, he, he's no longer with us. God bless him. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he was a great guy, and Bruce Talkington was his name. And it was, in fact, uh, it's like Tom Minton, and uh, gosh, I forget the other guy's name. I didn't know him well. Uh, they were also the uh, inspiration for Pinky and the Brain. Oh, actual, you know, actual guys yeah, that, wow. that worked at Warner Brothers, and uh, and Bruce was uh, one of those there too, at, uh, at at Disney at the time. So they just drew him in. And if you look at uh, Fat Cat, you'll see that he's got the right comb over stripes to uh, simulate zero mostel's hair and the producer uh-huh so, little fun facts to know and tell yeah do you are you still able to do a little bit of fat cat oh yes well you know i would but uh, i've completely lost interest in the entire situation next question <laughs> you know he's mr <laughs> i don't know who he is he's kind of like zero mostel and sydney green street put together and he's just the most condescending guy in the world. You know, I used to love him. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Uh, if, if you don't stop telling me this story, I'll kill myself to avoid hearing any more. It was just so great. You know, so, had that sort of Orson Welles attitude. And, yeah, some of those characters, they, they were great. They were The shows were so well done and so fleshed out. And the characters were so full. Yeah, oh yeah. Loved it, loved it. At what Things point, are a little different now. I miss those days. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm not in the business, of course, but I'm, I, I watch yeah. them. And it's, it's just not the same nowadays. Right, right. Yeah, it's all splat and run. Ah! Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. here, pull my finger. You exactly. know, then we burp. 
then, then there's flatulence, and not, then it's funny. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> yeah. At what point did you uh, take over for Peter Cullen as, as Monterey Jack? Oh, gosh, I was right, right around halfway through. Wow, really? Uh, and, uh, and I don't re- recall, I think, I, I, I don't, you know, it's funny because we had all uh, so many, you know, the, everybody in the cast, like all the men auditioned for all the male parts and all the women auditioned for all mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, female parts. I mean, of course, you know, Tress, uh, Tress McNeil, the great, the wonderful, mm-hmm. she is, uh, she was a, a chip and uh, yeah, she's a boy. But uh, she was Chip and Gadget, so she was like two-thirds of the, or half of the Rescue Rangers right there. <laughs> and um, so uh, they went back to me uh, when Peter was, I, I can't recall the issue, I think it was, they're trying to get him to do it a certain way, or this way, or that way, and, and um, I guess they thought that our original auditions, uh, we sounded, I, we have a similar vocal quality, uh, I guess, uh, and they just said, well, you know, Peter's doing it this way or that way and the gym's already there and hmm. let's just have him shift over and there wasn't a big jarring shift I didn't think I, I guess I mean I guess I could call it like uh, the, the Darren Stevens Dick York and Dick Sargent mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. know you know <laughs> there wasn't a heck of a lot of difference between them but uh, um, you know there's a joke in there somewhere that they were both <laughs> dicks but uh, I, can't, I can't you won't hear it from me no of course not uh, no but uh <laughs> No, I, I have not. It was just an odd little thing. I, I it, it was a bit uncomfortable, actually. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, but um, anyway, but Peter's doing great. He's Optimus Prime. He's king of the oh, world. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and we're not gonna mess with him. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah. All right, another one of the classics Disney cartoons was Tailspin. I heard you did oh. what forty plus characters in that. Oh, I don't know. That sounds about right, though. I mean, we did like sixty-five episodes, and uh, you know, I, I you know, I would, I had my my regular guys, um, you know, Don Carnage and King Louis, and uh-huh. and then uh, you know, different ones would pop in and out. There was a character Wart. Uh, um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be the mailman or the yeah, you know, the bank executive or the the guard or hey, you kids can't be in here, you know. <laughs> That kind of thing. So, quite possibly, I did. I, you know, I, some. I, I think so many other people are, are uh, better at keeping tabs than I am. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of. You just do it. <laughs> just do it and go to work and do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Have a blue collar attitude toward a no collar career, I guess. You know. <laughs> I'm sure Don Carnage <laughs> was ama- amazingly fun to play as well. Oh, he was he was the best. He was he, I I really he's one of my all time favorites. He and Darkwing and yeah. Bumpy and there there are different ones that just stick out. But from uh, yeah, because he I I always say that I think he was kind of like a a Monty Python character okay. in a Disney afternoon. Uh, you know, I tell you something. If I was not me. I would envy you because you just got to meet me. That's how much I love me. Now, enough about me. Tell me what you think about me. You know, he was like the, the ego from from hell, you know. And uh, I just enjoyed every minute of it. They they just let me go, and because and, I tend to ad-lib, I, 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 I do give them what, what is written occasionally, but for the most part, I just take the the story and change the line, you know, nice. <laughs> just, uh, I get this, I, I, it's the same intent, but you know, yeah, 
Give more of his and, uh, personality. Over the years, I guess it, it worked in. It, uh, they're still putting up with me, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that Disney ran into some illegal issues because of your portrayal of Louie. Oh, um, oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was on, I think that was like on one episode of uh, okay. House of Mouse or something. Yeah, because they, um, something about, uh, I, I think... I think it had to do with the fact that um, they were caricaturing uh, Louis Prima, uh-huh. uh, the actual fellow, you know, man himself, you know, uh, and and it, I think it had more to do with the image. Okay, I see. And uh, something about his estate, I, I don't think, you know, because he wasn't in Jungle Book 2, which was, was very odd for me, because for me, when I was a kid and saw Jungle Book, I mean, I, I gravitated toward Louis. Uh-huh. Um, I thought he was the cooler. I mean, Baloo was cool, but I was going, man, you know, you know, this, uh, oh, they do, I want to be like you, whoa, whoa. I, I thought, man, this guy's cool as hell. And and sure enough, it was his whole band, uh, Sam Butera and the Witnesses, and uh, when they went in Jungle Book, when, when they did, well, I'm the king of the swingers, whoa, the jungle VIP. That's his band. They didn't, those weren't session okay. guys. That was Louis <laughs> Prima and Sam Butera. In fact, when I got married in 2001, I hired Sam Butera to play at my wedding. And I told him, I said, well, you know, you're not going to believe this, but I'm the guy who does <laughs> King Louie for, for Disney. And he goes, yeah, yeah, kid, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I go, no, I really am. Can I, can I sing a couple songs with you? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sang a couple songs. Oh, Marie, oh, Marie, and, and uh, Jump, Jive, and Whale. And he offered me a job. At the end of it, I go, dude, where were you 25 years ago when I needed you? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you can't offer me a job now. I'm hiring you. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> it was great, though. <laughs> Such an honor, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Felt like, you know, going full circle. And he was cool. He, he had all these great stories. And and, uh, and so I, I, I just loved it. Yeah, but King Louis, is, he is way up there in my, my all-time favorites. I must have sung that song. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not quite a hundred times, but it seems like it. <laughs> and I, I love it, you know. <laughs> From Jungle Book, I want to be like you. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Ca- your characters have... have I, I can't think of one that hasn't sung in the past, but, you know, you're an amazing singer and everything, but which one of your characters would you say has the best singing voice? Oh, wow. Huh. Well, probably the California Raisins. Oh, that's true. I was the lead singer for the California Raisins. I forgot all about that. You know, and I was allowed to actually sing kind of like I actually sung anyway. You know, and boy, I'm never going to sing I Heard It Through the Grapevine again. (laughs) I'm done with that song. (laughs) I'll sing, uh, you know, Ain't That Peculiar. Give me another one. Oh, anything but uh, the grapevine. (laughs) Yeah, that, that that was probably, yeah, that was probably just closest to me singing anyway. But Tigger's pretty good. Yeah, It's funny because Pooh's not that good a singer. Uh, because he starts, next thing you know, uh, sometime I'll be doing the Winnie the Pooh song, and and then I end up, I'm going, oh, God, I'm just starting to sing now. Sorry. You know, and then we have to stop, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go back to being Pooh singing, because oh, that's a completely different thing. You know, because the next thing you know, you're going like this, and you're going, oh, crap, that's uh-huh. not Pooh. You know, <laughs> you, you got to stay in character. I always joke around that I'm a stunt singer. I tend to sing songs for, uh, you know, a lot of actors can't sing and a lot of singers can't act, and I can't do either, so they let me do both. So, <laughs> it, it, But don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, what's that song that Tigger sings in the, in the new movie? That song is amazing. Uh, well, which one? Oh, it's oh. going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's a good song. Oh, God, yeah. My kids love it, too. Yeah, my kids, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. My my girls love it. That's one of our little phrases. Come on, let's go. Let's go for a boat ride. We'll go. We'll go fishing. It's going to be great. She goes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know, my my little ones. So I got two little girls. I got two adult daughters and two younger daughters, and and uh, they they all get a kick out of daddy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that little stuffed bear that you do, Winnie the Pooh. How did you get involved as voicing Winnie the Pooh? Well, uh, gosh, it was like right after I got in the business, because um, uh, my first uh, thing was in September of 84, and they uh, they ca- uh, they cast for Pooh. This is back when ABC and Disney were separate entities, and um, it's about 86, uh, 87, uh, summer of 87, they, they uh, put out the, sort of cast out the net to see who was out there, and... Um, I just, it was just a general call, you know, for, for, uh, folks who, because at that time, you know, Sterling, you know, of course he's gone now, Sterling Holloway, the late great, he was mm-hmm. fantastic, but he was basically retired. Yeah. So, um, so they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll find somebody else. And I, I, I just, I just ended up getting it. You know, I, I was very, very fortunate and blessed and, and, you know, I thank God every day to this day. And, uh, um, just a, as a general audition, I, I wish I had a really good story to attach to it. But it was like, <laughs> oh, anybody do Winnie the Pooh? All right, here, go on. So you could, could you already do the voice ahead of time, or is that something you practice for? Uh, not really. I mean, just on and off. I mean, you know, you're playing Monopoly or, or, or just little snippets. No, I, I, I didn't really concentrate on Winnie the Pooh or Sterling any more than anybody else. I mean, uh, Foghorn Leghorn, I probably did a little more because... Uh, he was kind of flamboyant, but uh, but you know you play Monopoly, and I believe I will buy. Um, oh, let me see. Park Place looks lovely this time of year, you know. And then that would be it, you know. And and that would be my little, you know. Or I could have just as easily been John Wayne, you know, <laughs> joking around because I, you know, I tend to break into voice and, you know, like all the other obnoxious people who do what I do for a living. <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't really have a handle on it it just it was just in the the rolodex back there somewhere you yeah know? and what year did you become tigger oh gosh uh well it happened in the original series uh the many event the new adventures of uh winnie winnie the pooh um because paul paul was still active and of course at this point he, he's he passed away god bless him uh-huh. incredible guy incredible guy yes but um no, he he was kind of in and out because uh, he he had uh, just won a, a huge lawsuit against I want to say Metro Media for for them destroying the old Paul Winchell Jerry Mahoney shows, which is a whole another story. But um, at any rate, he he uh, he was a really an amazing guy. He you know he invented one of the uh, early prototypes for the artificial heart. And of course, he was Knucklehead Smith and Tigger. It's an obvious progression there. <laughs> and uh, and he went back to school at the age of thirty-five to become a doctor. And at the time, in the late eighties, there was um, all that. I don't know if you remember uh, the the, the uh, 
there were folks in Biafra, there was a, a famine, there was a drought, and they were starving. And Paul had a great idea that he was going to take these little mud sharks, these little, uh, gosh, I can't even describe them. I, I remember him telling me about them, uh, these little things that grow in the, the, the wetlands and they're in the marshes, and they're kind of like a giant salamander. They're a, they're a cross between a catfish and a and a gopher, and, and he thought if we could take them over there because they can, they can live and spit and, you know, they, we can raise them the way that folks have catfish farms or shrimp beds or oyster beds or, you know, fi- or you know, fish uh, hatcheries, and uh, that that would be a, a boon to the the local, you know, to the folks over there who were, were dying of starvation because it didn't take that much water, and you could raise them in mud and this and that. So he was working on that. On he was based on a, a ship that was kind of like a. Uh, a research ship over there off the coast of Africa, and he would go over there and he would get funding and he would go and do it for a couple of months and then he'd lose funding and he'd have to come back uh, or whatever. So he did that for like a year or two and I was uh, I was a uh, Tigger Light or, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever at that point. And uh, at one point, you know, Paul, you know, God bless me, he Subsequent to that, he had a stroke and was unable to to read properly. And oh, and you know, I mean, he was older. Yeah. You know, it was late late eighties at that time. And uh, you know, heck, if uh, if he was the, your mailman, he'd be allowed to retire. So <laughs> you know, so God bless him. Yeah, he, he retired. And then I just uh, was Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too full full time since since uh, oh gosh, I guess the late eighties, maybe nineteen ninety. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yep, and you've been them ever since. Uh, some of the yeah. best Disney characters out there. Oh yeah, I love them. Yeah, I if I had a nickel for everybody who sent me a picture of a, you wouldn't believe the, the number of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger tattoos. Uh, my wife has one actually. Well, there you go. Yep, I rest my case. <laughs> And, and um, a gentleman won't ask where it is, but I, I, I usually they're usually on the calf. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, I've seen so many that I actually, you know, and then at the Calgary Con, and um, I, uh, I, you know, you signed, signing autographs, the, uh, was it the Calgary? Yeah, I think it was Calgary. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and uh, this girl came up to me, and she was like 40. You know, she goes, uh, you're never going to guess why I'm here. And I said, um... Because you like cartoons. And she goes, yeah. And then she puts her leg up on the table and pulls up her, her pants and goes, look at that. And it's Tigger dressed as a World War II paratrooper with his gun at the ready coming at you. And I go, wow, wow. okay. I wasn't ready for that. She goes, are you going to sign it for me? And I said, sure. What, your leg? She goes, yeah. And then and then from here I go right across the street. And I go, what's across the street? A tattoo parlor. Oh, my God. I said, you're going to tattoo my name? Above Tigger, she goes, "Yep," and I said, "Wow, okay." <laughs> I think I, I'm I'm trying to decide if I'm flattered or if I'm if I'm desperately going to start to talk you out of it. <laughs> what are you thinking? Don't do it. Are you out of your mind? You know. But uh, but I did, and I guess she did. So wow, yeah, some crazy <laughs> yeah, groupies wow out there. Is right. <laughs> That's all I can say. I've done that there's probably about half a dozen times. Uh huh. I'm sure. Uh, wow, this, <laughs> this is a fan. <laughs> I don't, I'm not that uh, big a fan of anybody, <laughs> even Tigger. But, uh, uh, all right, the next one I want to talk about is by far my favorite voice of yours, Darkwing Duck. Oh yeah, the the terror that flaps in the night. He's he's one of my all time favorites, and and uh, he doesn't doesn't ever seem to go anywhere. He 
you know, he. Uh, I think uh, I was talking with my agent yesterday, and uh, you know, I've got a, a my eldest daughter Olivia is thirty, and when she was a, a kid, she was in fifth grade, and she was pretty much the same age as Goslin. Uh-huh. Uh, Darkwing's daughter, and they used to call, and it was extremely popular at the time, and everybody just kind of knew that Liv's dad was actually Darkwing Duck, the terror that flats in the night. And uh, so she got called Goslin at school a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> they kind of teased her, so she wasn't all that crazy about it at the time. But now, of course, she's crazy for it. She loves it, and you know, it's funny because uh, it, uh, all those little fifth graders are no longer fifth graders. They're adults, and uh-huh. they've got discretionary income, and a lot of them uh, will hire me for <laughs> It's funny because uh, I'll do a, a Nissan spot or a McDonald's spot, or you know, and the writer will be there, and he'll be like 32 or 29 or whatever, and they go, oh, yeah, and I'll just be, you know, at your next McDonald's meal, come on in for a Happy Meal, blah, blah, blah. And they'll... and. They'll be getting ready to go, and, and, and they'll be going, yeah, Jim, yeah, great job, job great job. But, but dude, what? Darkwing Duck, man. <laughs> I go, really? He goes, dude. And I go, oh, thanks. <laughs> it was a, I think they hired me because they wanted to meet Darkwing. And it's fine with me. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, well, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I occasionally sell hamburgers. I am Darkwing Duck. You know, and they'll laugh, and it, it, everybody just has a good time. But Darkwing is uh, its an interesting character. He was uh, one of the first breakout characters. He wasn't uh, a classic Disney character. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was just, uh, I, I just enjoyed it. And they, they let me go wild with him, too. You know, so uh, I, he's, he'll, he'll always be way up there in, in my uh, my own personal list of faves. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you like him, too. I, I got to tell you, I... Uh, did this thing of like two years ago called Hollywood Says Thank You. Uh, and uh, my friend uh, Gary, Gary Sinise, and there's a lot of us uh, out here that are, you know, very grateful to the troops, and he had this great idea. Uh, actually, it was Chris Beauregard, uh, another guy who was an ex-Marine, who was, ended up being a producer, and he worked with the USO and put on little shows around Army bases to give, cheer up the morale and uh, of the guys. And it's probably about two, almost three years ago, uh, they said, well, would you come on over and just do like a little, I don't know, minute and a half, two minutes, uh, hello, and they play it on interstitials between movies or what have, or, you know, concerts at uh, on army bases, like whether it's Iraq or Chile or, you know, around the world, I guess. And um, so, you know, I did my thing, and uh, gosh, Kerry Tom Basian, uh, well, Gary Sinise, Robert Davi, one of the uh, Disney villains out there, and Tom Wilson from Back to the Future. Anyway, a bunch of uh, sort of, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't think of myself as a celebrity, but people get a kick out of the voices. And it's funny because I, uh, I, uh, I guess it ended up on YouTube as well. And, you know, you got a guy like uh, Gary Sinise who's extremely mm-hmm. famous and uh, just so gifted and and Robert Davi, uh, he's a James Bond villain, and he's got like uh, 4,200 views, and uh, Tom from Back to the Future, Jamie Farr's on there, they each have like 1,200 or 900 or whatever, and and I get on, and, I, I, and I'm wearing a Captain America t-shirt, and I'm going, well, you guys, you know, I know you, you don't know who I am, but actually, you kind of do, and I, and I pull out a Winnie the Pooh doll, and I give him some Winnie the Pooh, and then I had a Tigger doll behind me, and I pull out uh, 
some Tigger and uh, pull out my Tigger doll and say, and don't forget to stay safe over there and bounce back on home and all that stuff. And I said, and don't forget to remember that you are the terrorist that fly. And, and I bust into Darkwing Duck and, and he said when he's on these bases, there'll be like sometimes 1,500, 3,000 guys and, and gals in the audience. And he says, they all go nuts over Pooh. They all go nuts over Tigger. But as soon as um, I bust into Darkwing Duck, he said, every single time they all stood up and and pumped their fists. <laughs> nice. Because uh, you know it's the the right age group, I guess. Yeah, you know? that's true. You know, and and he said, uh, and it's so funny because you know, like I say, these guys are fifteen hundred sixty. My 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 YouTube is like one hundred eight thousand views hits or whatever you call it, you know and i was thinking what is wrong with this picture <laughs> you, know? so, you see some guy there is uh, some chubby dude uh, some fuzzy chubby looking dude with a captain america t-shirt on <laughs> one hundred and eight thousand hits and these movie stars have like 1200 <laughs> you know and i guess it's uh, i guess it's the, i guess i'm the novelty act you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'll take it you just appeal to the I'll nerds more than the rest of them do i guess yeah, yeah. Nerds are my people. <laughs> nerds are us. No now, doubt. Do you remember any of the the? You know, Darkwing's very known for his you know I am the terror lines and everything. Do you, do you remember any of those? Do you have a favorite one? What's that? The uh, his, his um, oh the, in, the, in the middle. Yeah, you know they used to. It, it was always the first line and the last line were obviously always yeah. the same. It's the one in the middle that used to change. And, um, you know, I am the terror that flats in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. Or I am the, I am the nasty, I am the disgusting soap ring inside the tub of crime. Or, you know, it would always be some absurd thing. And I probably didn't have any, I, I never knew what I was going to say until I said it anyway. Uh, but half the time they would write it, half the time I would make it up. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so there were, there were way too many to have favorites. But <laughs> I remember the, the one about I am the bug that splatters its guts across the windshield of crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them, some of them didn't make air. No, put no. it that way. <laughs> some of them were like, you can't say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go, why not? <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> Yeah, right, we, it's fun. We've already talked about how talented you are when it comes to impersonating people, or or even replacing them later in the series. Like, for instance, you did Jeremy Irons uh, singing voice during one of the songs, and mm-hmm. uh, Monterey Jack, you replaced Peter Cullen. Is there a certain character out right there that you can do now that you don't actually voice as of right now? Oh gosh, probably. I never thought of it. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I can't think of one. <laughs> <Okay. but>, um, <laughs> there's got to be one. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm pretty content at this point. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. You know, I don't, if somebody's doing it, it's like, okay, well, good, it's theirs. Because I, I, you know, I. A lot of times, somebody will try to replace you for a couple of bucks less. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I don't support that. No. You know, if somebody's, you know, they they did that with the Simpsons, and when they were trying to get a raise, and uh-huh. I refused to even audition. I go, I, I don't care if I did the best Homer and Bart in the world. I'm not going to do that to my buddies. I want them to be as happy and successful as they can be. Heck, I, I want that for me, too, so why not, right? <laughs> you know, it's there, It's like taking somebody else's kid to the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to know, do you have your vocals insured? Uh, well, yes and no. 
uh, I, I was going to, I looked into it years ago, but it was so absurdly expensive. Yeah. At, um, you know, like Lloyd's of London or whatever. And, uh, I mean, you know, I just tend to take care of myself. Yeah, that's the best you know, option just right In there. general. Because you, know, you, you know, always hear about models, you know, insuring their hands or their legs, and I just right, wondering, your right. career is your voice, so. Yeah, yeah, so I, you know, I just take care of myself, period, and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yep, yep. All right, real quick, I want to talk about Goof Troop as Pete. Was that your what, was that your first time doing Pete was in Goof Troop? Uh, gosh, maybe. Um, it might have been... For maybe a short or something, maybe. but but yeah, but definitely. I mean, you know, for for that prolonged uh, period of time, yeah, uh, absolutely. He um he was uh I guess uh I always think that he he was tied for first place uh, as the oldest Disney character because he was in Steamboat Willie. Yeah, he was. True. So you know, what are you gonna do there, pal? Well, now, buddy, have a seat here. Let me explain this to you. You know, I love I love Pete because he's so obnoxious, you know, he's big bellicose, obnoxious bastard. You know, and he's uh, <laughs> you gotta love the guy. Uh huh. Yeah, such yeah. a fun cartoon. Father of the year. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's Daddy's favorite little write-off. <laughs> Can't miss you if you don't go away, son. You know, <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's all right. So what what are you working on right now? What's coming up for you? Uh, well, let's see, a uh, movie called Zambezia is coming out soon, I'm not sure when, uh, but there's that, and i uh, got a little couple things in Wreck-It Ralph coming oh, okay. out, and then there's a, a, a great little series coming out called Sophia the First uh, for TV, uh, it's a, a Disney series, and uh, that is percolating, and, you know, in and out of any number of the Looney Tunes between Taz and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gosh, just to, you know, keep busy doing, and of course I do a lot of promos too, that, 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 uh, you know, coming up next, the Big Bang Theory on TBS, very funny, oh, you know, nice. I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of normal every now and then, <laughs> so <it's, laughs> I basically, whatever they call me, I'm there, you know, and you know, I, I do X amount of McDonald's, I'm, I'm Mr. Announcer Guy on McDonald's, McDonald's Meal of the Month, you know, so. Nice. Keeping busy. Good job. Hanging in there. There's a <laughs> cool documentary coming out. My buddy John DiMaggio is, is putting out, uh, producing. It's called I Know That Voice, and it's interviews with everybody who's ever done any voices oh, from man. June Parade to Billy West and, of course, John DiMaggio, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Andrea Romano, director, Jenny McSwain, and director, and uh, just on and on and on, on down the line with all the, the crazy cast of characters and Tara Strong and Tress McNeil, and oh, just, it's going to be fun. Oh, wow. I know that voice. Kind of a documentary. It's yeah. a, a documentary, you know, behind the scenes. So that's kind of fun. I have no idea when that's coming out, but it's out there. <laughs> okay, awesome. Might as well plug it. Yeah. yeah my I, buddy's movie, might as well plug it for him. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And I guess I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, yeah. it's, it's always fun to play a video game or watch some cartoons and try to pick out your voice. Like, I think of Skyrim. Yeah. I was playing Skyrim. It's, oh, that's Jim Cummings right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Yep. The, uh, the sage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did a couple for Worlds of War, but I cannot tell you about it. Because it's not out yet. 
so uh, coming to a, a computer near you or, a, or a, <laughs> a monitor near you, right? Well, all right, Jim. I don't want to take any more, more of your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending your morning with well, me. Well, it was a lot of fun. Thanks, Tim. I, I, I hope we... Uh, Hope we laid something down here to, to keep people happy, and uh, you know, stay tuned, say your prayers, and uh, <laughs> eat your vitamins, right? Before we I let you go, can you close the interview as Darkwing Duck? Well, I suppose I could, citizen, but only for a smackerel of honey. Wait a minute, that's the wrong character. I've been tricked, hoodwinked, I tell you. <laughs> keep the faith, citizen.